All power and glory go to God. All greatness is from God. When a hero stumbles, well, the cowards rejoice. Nothing feels better to a coward than to watch a brave guy fall. Got a story that's behind his tricks And every GM got a story that's behind his picks And when you listen, pay attention to the details You can hear the ocean when you listen to the seashells A newborn taught me wisdom that college couldn't And college taught me how to talk more because I wouldn't Words are sharper, they can reshape your disposition Give out love and don't worry about your acquisitions too worried about the conflict that you pension, but your team is too much for you to carry in your own division. Palms is itching, about to run into some money next. Lord made me slow it down, cause I was surely missing steps. You will step into my goals. Man, New Ginobili, can't nobody hold me. I need change like a gentrified neighborhood, but money ain't the only thing that can keep me straight for good. Bread alone is only good for the physical. Better make sure your soul's attached to your backbone. Verses for your vertebrae, chapters for your shoulder blades, books for my mental state, and letters on my dinner plate. You consume by what you consume, and the fumes from social media can mess up your cool. Clickbait on the internet can ruin your food. But depression ain't hashtag mood. I wanna see the moon when I stare up at the constellations to connect the dots. Vision's very clear, make moves, connect the plots. And return all the earnings to my family. Prayers for my health and for my sanity. Yo, 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 we back again. Let's argue with Prince Carlton on KRSM 98.9 every Monday morning from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. We got Sarah Linus in the house. It's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful Monday morning. Sarah Linus, what you what you what you thinking about, man? How you doing this Monday morning? You got your coffee? Yeah, you man, you man, you know I got my coffee, man. Uh you know, my wife and my daughter are um in Virginia visiting on vacation, so uh I'm just, right, holding, right, right, right. Hold, just holding it down, man. Holding it down. Oh, that's what's up, man. Uh, uh what you so what you been on this weekend? Man, so uh I caught that uh Manny Pacquiao uh your Danis Ugas fight, which was supposed mm-hmm. to be the Errol Spence fight, which we were supposed to right. be at after we were supposed to be at the Deontay Wilder fight. <laughs> Yo, man, <we> supposed- <laughs> Ain't none of that work out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. None of that worked out, man. But, uh, but yeah, I caught that, man. Uh, Manny Pacquiao lost. And um, it looks like uh, that probably should be Manny Pacquiao's last fight, I would think. Um, 
You know, mm. you know, uh, you know, he took like a three year layoff in between, and just, you know, he he. This was the first fight I ever seen Manny Pacquiao fight in where like he didn't have any power. Like his power was gone. Like, like his power wasn't respected. Like he was getting walked down. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, so, I, I I ain't even I ain't even watch it. Did he come out? So so he so okay because it's a unanimous decision. Yeah, it, like like it, it's a unanimous decision, and I'm thinking like okay. He must have really breathed the brakes off of him from beginning to end for for it to be for because I'm thinking because you know how they rob they just rob people in in, in, in boxing and who who is uh who is Manny with Manny with PBC uh oh wow yeah 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 so so I, I'm thinking like I mean I didn't see the fight so I, I would think that he would get he would. You know what I mean? They will push some type of buttons for him to win. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but it it was it yeah, but they they can't they they can't get any, nothing else out of him. All, all the oh, juice, all the juice is squeezed out of him. He, 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 all the juice is squeezed out. He, he ain't no ain't ain't nothing left. He I I had it eight rounds of four, and I remember I was looking on Twitter and I see Dan Raphael, who used to work for ESPN. He had it. He had right. a seven rounds to five for Manny Pacquiao. And I'm like, yo, are they really going to rob, dude? Because it seemed like it's just an easy fight. Like, it's not like he beat, he beating up brakes off of Manny Pacquiao. But it, but but it's like he's cruising to a win. Like, it's easy. Every round is starting to look the same. He's cruising to a win. But then I looked on, like, what everybody else was saying on Twitter. Everybody else was just like, yo, Ugas is winning. Ugas is winning. Ugas is winning. So when they came up with unanimous decision, I was like, yo, it gotta be him because, but I, you know, I seen crazy right. stuff. But I'm just like, he 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 cruised, <clears throat> he cruised through, man. He he, he cruised. Through. It wasn't even. A, I don't even think it was a tough. Any knockdowns? No knockdowns, but it it wasn't a tough fight for him. It wasn't a tough fight for him at all. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Let, 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 let's switch gears. Let's switch gears. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the um, the FDA. The FDA supposed to. They said, uh, they said later on today, the they said later on today, the FDA should be approving the the uh will give give approval to the Pfizer vaccine. And what you what you what you what you expect to happen uh once the Pfizer vaccine is approved. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Um, first of all, first of all, it's not even supposed to really even be approved. And I, I want people to put this in perspective. It's not even really supposed to be approved until maybe like 2023. You know right. what I'm saying? But it's being rushed. But what I, what I think is going to happen is I think more institutions, more colleges, more um more uh, 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 businesses, more corporations are going to start saying, hey, we we mandate that our employees get this or we mandate that our, you know what I'm saying, the new hires get this or, um, you know what I'm saying, or, or we mandate our students to get this. And, right. that, and, and, and that's what's going to happen. But, man, mm. you but, like, we the people have to stick to their guns. If you don't want, right. if you don't want to put this in your system, you don't have to put this in your system. And right. and, 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 and and what I mean by that is that you 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 um 
You can't be afraid to leave anything in 30 seconds. See, there's certain things. That's your new phrase, ain't it? Yes, because uh, I was talking to one of my homeboys, and he was like, yo, I bet you when they stop you from traveling, then you're going to get it. I bet you when they stop you from doing this, I bet you're going to get it. And I told him, bro, I don't need any of those things. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like, I'm not right. afraid to walk away for what I believe in. So I don't want I, I don't want to get it. And, you know, everybody know my personal stance. I don't want to get it. I'm not telling everybody what their personal stance should be. But I'm just saying for me, and if you are like me, you don't want to get it. Stick to your guns. Don't allow this, this government to bully you into doing something that you probably, you you might regret or probably going to regret in the future. No, 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 no. I, I, I know. I know. My my thing. So, so, uh, so I guess what I'm thinking is, huh? Okay. I think a lot more schools are going to mandate the vaccine. I think it's going to be a lot more places mandating vaccine passports. See, but it's so crazy because I think it, in my head, I feel like they pretty much ran the course of what they could have done with their with certain populations. Do you get what I'm saying? So uh, I'm I'm, tr- I'm trying to see. Yes. Like, like, I don't feel like like our grocery store around here just because is a uh, 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 man is approved that they will be like, yo, we got vaccine passports to get inside the grocery store. I don't think none of that. I think every everybody who could have done it already has already done it. You feel what I'm saying? Now, I use I, I at one at one time I was thinking like, OK, maybe maybe airports will do it. Maybe um, airlines will do it. But these people had a chance. Most of the airlines had a chance already. You know, they had a chance already to to get all of their employees uh, 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 vaccinated, all of the, the stewardess on the planes vaccinated and everything. See, what, what one of the one of the airplanes, I forget which which is either United or American, something one of those two already mandated that their everybody who worked for them get vaccinated. And I guess they expected all the other airlines to follow them. But all the other airlines say we're not doing it. You feel what I'm saying? So, 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 so I'm thinking. So I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking just because. I'm thinking just because it's approved. Those people won't go back and say, okay, now do it for everybody. You feel what I'm saying? So, so I, I don't really. I mean, I mean, I mean, it, I, 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 I think I think some of them will, and and the reason why I think some of them will <clears throat> is because. They don't want to look back and be like, uh, "Oh, uh, 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 Delta mandated uh, all of the employees take this experimental vaccine." So now, so now, so now, when it when it comes out, it's like, "Oh, Delta mandated their their employees to take uh, you know what I'm saying, a FDA approved vaccine." It gives right. them it, it gives them more of a uh, of a wiggle room. <clears throat> Probably to be sued because because in all actuality the government can't be sued, Pfizer can't uh, can't be sued. But I think corporations I think corporations might be able to be sued if they force you to take an experimental drug. I, I'm gonna have to look that up. 
but I think they can be held uh, uh, accountable if they force you to take that job in order to be, uh, in order to be an employee, or if you if you are already an employee and they force you to take it to stay on, I think they can be held responsible. So I I, I think you're going to start seeing more corporations come out as far as uh, when it's FDA approved or whatever. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I definitely believe more corporations would definitely do it. I'm not sure if the airlines would do it because I feel like they already. I, I I feel like a lot of these people, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these companies was already moving off the strength of. I don't care what y'all think. We mandating this joint, and we don't care it, it, at all. You know what I mean? And I'm trying to figure out what more can you, what more can you do? You feel what I'm saying? Like like, like what more of a what more of a boost could you get? You feel what I'm saying? They already moving. They they already moving like they they Mike Tyson. You know what I mean? Well, what they gonna what they gonna wait for is to see how how much of a bump of vaccinations to get just just by being FDA approved. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So so if, yeah, if, I, so if if, if it receives what you what you think about that? Because I because I I think the 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 line is drawn in the sand. I think so too. Whether I, they I'm, approve it or not. I haven't heard anybody say, yo, once it's FDA approved, then I get it. I, I haven't heard that before I, from anybody. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I, the only thing I've yeah. ever heard was like, yo, either I'm going to get it or I ain't going to get it. Either I'm with it or I, I, I'm right. leaving. I, I've not, I think Charlamagne the God said, yo, once it's FDA approved, then I might look into getting it. I think he might have said something like that. But that's the only person I've ever heard say once it's FDA approved. Because if you think about it. I mean, shoot, when Trump was president, if Trump was president right now, uh, shoot, uh, 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 Kamala Harris and Cuomo and all them were saying like, yo, I don't even trust the FDA. That was their words. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, exactly. So that, that, lets, you, yeah. that lets you know that the, the trustworthy of, of this vaccine with the government is it, not really there on both sides. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, I mean, if you right. want to talk politically, you know what I'm saying? Right. So. At the man, end, my, no, I'm just saying. At the end of the day, man, it's like yo, you gonna have to make your decision, and you gonna have to go for it. You know what I'm saying? If you really convicted in it, you know what I mean. Got to pull your kids out of school, pull them out of school. If you got to, you know what I'm saying, look for a different college to go to, go to a different college. You got, you know what I mean? It's certain things you just gonna have to do. It, 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 it's just that point in time in history. You, you, you know, you know, you know where, uh, um, you know, uh, uh. France, I, mean, I think, yeah, France. In France right now, they said that a lot of people are trying to put their kids in homeschooling. But the president is trying to dissolve homeschooling. You see what I'm saying? That's, that's, the, game. that's the game these people are playing right now. So it's like they want to have masks and they want to mandate you to get the vaccine. But then when you, try to, you want to go somewhere else with your kids, they want to try to stop. They want to try to stop funding for. You know what I mean? They they, they want to try to stop. You know. You know what I mean? Just homeschools from existing. You know what I mean? No, nah, that, that's actually that's actually what happened. And that's even like uh, and I don't, I don't want to get all the way into this, but it, but you know, it's been a topic online about um. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, all right go ahead. Today we got an amazing guest on our show today, Doctor Scott Jensen. He's running for the governor of Minnesota in 2022. We got him coming up. We asking him. We already had him on one time, and we got a lot of love uh, 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 for having him on. People love uh, uh, hearing what he had to say. We're going to ask him a lot of questions on 
um, about the vaccine. What would be different? Is he if he's the um, if he's the governor of Minnesota? And we could just uh, have a good talk with him, ask him some good questions. Uh, y'all stay tuned. Okay, go ahead. What was you saying? Uh, yeah. Well, I just didn't want to go down this rabbit hole, but it just it, there's something on the internet where it's showing that uh, you know what I'm saying a lot of like I can say a lot, but. Uh, black families are, are like getting their kids taken away. And I know there was an instance where a kid was taken away because the it was said that the mother uh, had refused a certain shot for their kid to get. And so, uh, and so you, you, you just got the government. I think I seen that. Was that here in America? Yeah, it was here in America. Yep. Um, mm. But you know, you, you, you got, you, you, you just got the government playing ball, playing ball on both sides. But we the people, man. We we can play ball on both sides too. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just it, we we just gotta stay in our ground, man. And if they want to dissolve homeschools, okay, we'll forget it. They ain't going to school. We go underground. Yeah, we could take this all the way underground. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if we want to, you know what I'm saying? Yo, 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 yo. People is like they like saying, yo. You know what? Um, uh, when is this gonna stop? Yo, it's going to stop when you choose to. When yep. you choose to make it stop. Yep. Because we know the government, we know what the government is going to do. The government is going to, I saw you, you You know the government is going to keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. It's to every restaurant you're going into, you're showing all your medical history, scanning your a tag on your neck, all type of stuff. If you're willing to let them do that, the first, it's, first it was mask, then it was vaccine next is gonna be something else this is gonna be something else you see they already got the the booster shot coming um i want to say one thing before we go to break uh solutionary summit uh uh solutionary summit down in miami uh me and said linus will be there uh some great just some very great uh uh, uh guests we got Maj tory of black lives matter we got dr boyce watkins no hope um, Maj tory is not of black lives matter Black guns matter. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. My story of black guns matter, not black lives matter. <laughs> he would probably go crazy if he heard that. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Dr. Boyce Watkins. We got uh, Angela Stanton King, uh, Kim Classic, uh, Royce the Five Nine, uh, King Randall, uh, Reza Islam, uh, Judge Joe Brown. Uh, Sonny Connors, uh, like uh, plenty of people. We, September third to the fifth. Yeah, September third to the fifth, man. And a lot of these people, we want to be able to bring back to our platform and interview them individually. So we're gonna go down there and network, and uh, you know, we just doing our part to just, you know, what I'm saying, make our, uh, our radio show the best. All right, KRSM ninety eight point nine. Welcome to uh, the uh, Let's Argue Morning Show on KRSM ninety eight point nine. And today we have a returning guest. Um, he's a family physician, former state senator, and uh, a candidate for the next governor of Minnesota. On our show today, we have Dr. Scott Jensen. Uh, how yeah. are you doing? How are you doing? I am doing very well. And thank you so kindly for letting me come back on your show. Absolutely. Uh, we appreciate it. Yep. So I, 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 I want to get into the, uh, uh, the first question. And the first question I have is... Um, uh, first, can you explain the difference between the COVID nineteen alpha strand and the Delta variant, and um, and pretty much uh, how do they test for, and what's the difference between it? Um, yeah, just explain it. Just explain both That's of them, a, I guess. So, what we should probably do is just just take a step back in time. We have COVID nineteen. We had the 
the initial wild virus that, if you will, came into our country somewhere in December of 2019 or January of 2020, maybe even November. There was some debate, but if we just call that the wild virus, as a virus percolates along, it can't live without parasitizing off of a host. A bacteria can live on its own, but a virus needs a host. So that's why the Ebola virus, while it's a killer, it doesn't do very well because it kills its victims so quickly that it dies with it. So when you have a, an Ebola virus with a 50% lethality rate, that's why oftentimes that kind of an epidemic or pandemic will burn out quickly. But when you have a COVID virus that really wants to live symbiotically or in concert with its host, which we're talking about humans, it doesn't want to kill its its host. So initially, wild virus came in and it was tenacious and it did kill and it killed a lot of folks. And for those people who got it recovered, they built up a pretty robust immunity. But along the way, the virus's natural tendency is to mutate. And oftentimes, scientists and researchers will name the mutations. So you might have an alpha, an alpha variant or a beta variant. You might go with a delta variant. Um, there, initially, for a while, there's the B11.71, I think. But they'll name them different things. And so now the variant that's getting the most attention is the delta variant. What's the difference between a delta variant or a, an alpha variant or a different kind of variant? It would basically be the sequence of nucleotides or bases uh, on the RNA. So if you think of the RNA as a Maybe like a, a long strand of, uh, oh, you could put um, little marshmallows on a, on a pipe cleaner. And each marshmallow might be a different size or a different color. Or different But if you think of that's what a virus is, is a strand of, of RNA, sometimes DNA, but in this situation, RNA. When the virus mutates, it changes. It changes the sequence. And generally, it, it moves towards a less pathogenic, a less virulent form. And I think we're seeing that. We've certainly seen a lot of conflicting advice, but we've seen that in the United Kingdom and Israel, that the Delta variant appears to be maybe more easily transmitted, but less likely to kill, less likely to land someone in the hospital. Then the question comes up, how do we make a distinction between the wildfire right. Delta, we have to do that through sequencing. And so that is not done with a PCR test. It's not even done with an antigen test. So that's where we end up getting <clears throat> um, in the typical, in the trenches kind of places. They're not testing for a variant. They're testing just for COVID-19. And mm -hmm. that makes it difficult because it potentially introduces um, more flaws into our testing. It could increase our false negatives or our false positives. But generally what will happen is scientists will sequence the virus that's in an area and then they'll extrapolate data. They won't sequence millions of viruses. They'll maybe sequence hundreds and then extrapolate that to what's going on in the community and say, so we have 85% of the COVID-19 disease in this area being Delta variant. And since we have 100,000 cases, that means we have 85,000 cases of Delta variant. So we move a little quickly from actual science and sequencing to statistical manipulation and extrapolation. And I think sometimes we have to remember that because statistics isn't science. Statistics is trying to look at numbers from a different perspective, but that isn't right. science. Right. 
Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so last week, last week, I think, I, I believe it was last week, uh, you had your medical license investigated again. You said the fourth time, right? For the, uh, the Minnesota Board of Medical Practice. Uh, what do you think is behind this? What, what do you think is uh, why, they're, why they're doing this? Well, certainly you're asking me to conjecture about the motivation of this anonymous person who I probably have never met. And right. I want to be careful there, but this is likely a person I've never met. This is a person I've likely never taken care of. This is a person who probably doesn't realize that I take care of thousands of people in the primary care trenches. And if I weren't there taking care of them, and many of those people would be frantically looking for another physician because, right. quite honestly, primary care is shrinking. The number of patients that primary care doctors see in a day is shrinking for a variety of reasons. And quite honestly, in America, primary care isn't necessarily the most lucrative or attractive specialty to go into. Right. So there is a lot of my patients pretty fired up and pretty angry about the fact that my license keeps being investigated. But I would think that this is someone who's politically motivated, who doesn't like my political belief. But what, what people need to understand about this most recent investigation eight days ago is all I did was submitted a one-page affidavit describing the fact that if the FDA approves vaccinating 12 to 15-year-olds, that it would affect my practice. And it would in a very real way. And what it would do is it would demand a lot of my time to right. talk with parents and the kids about, is this a good idea or not? Because I'm a firm believer that it's individual choice. And if it's kids we're talking about, then the parents get to choose. Right. And this situation, I submitted this affidavit. And I also went on to say that if you do this, you run the risk of turning parents and patients off to all the other vaccines. I mean, mm -hmm. we give some 50 plus antigenic vaccines to kids in America in their first five years of life. I had a patient in the last two weeks, a mom, a great mom, thoughtful, really just does a terrific job. And she and her husband have done their level best to take care of their kids. And she brought her four-year-old in for a well-child visit. And we got done and I said, well, you know, there's some vaccines that are missing now because at the age of four to five, we can give that, that next batch. Right. And she actually said, I've always given all my kids the vaccines. I've always been on time, but I am so turned off by this whole COVID. Mm. And my husband and I decided we're not giving any vaccines until things settle down. We need to catch a breath. And I, I, I warned people that this would happen and it will happen. And even, even real strong zealots of having COVID-19 vaccine given to everybody would probably be able to recognize that this has had an impact. So I submitted this affidavit. Now, when I submitted the affidavit to the frontline doctors, that's all I did. That's all I'd ever read. I wrote it. I submitted it. I signed it. But there was a mistake at their end where they put my name down as a plaintiff in the petition. Well, I didn't do that. That's an 80-page document. I did not ever get that 80-page document in advance. I didn't get a chance to read it. I didn't ever get a chance to have a lawyer review it. And an 80-page document I wasn't willing to stand behind unless I've digested every word, but a right. one, a one page affidavit that I write, I certainly will stand behind. And I still stand behind that affidavit. I do not think we have the longitudinal data that tells us that we should be vaccinating 12 to 15 year old girls and boys, girls right. who are 
beginning menstruation. Boys who are still in the pro- process of spermatozoan formation, creating sperm in their testicles that may well go into the biologic stream of children being produced. We need right. to be. Definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. And, 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 you, and, and it's, so, it's so crazy because just like you explained uh, uh, the family who didn't want to take the, uh, the other vaccines, like that's, that's what's happening to me. That's exactly what's happening to me because I, I have a uh, I have a one year old, and I, I'm the exact same way. I'm I'm thinking about how the the push for the COVID nineteen vaccine is the biggest turnoff. Is the biggest turnoff that, that you can even see on TV right now, and, and and the way they're pushing it, it makes you question everything. It makes you question a lot of things. So so I'm at the same area right now where my one year old he's missing. A, a lot of vaccines, and I'm just like I, I'm willing to like just wait it out to, to to see what's going on because is man, it it really turned me off for that. I feel so bad for you going through this, but let me let me expound on two other points that make me feel even worse for you. Okay. So the woman I was talking about, the mom, she's a white yep. mom. You're yep. a black man, so yep. you have the same doubts that she does. But yep. when you express those doubts, all of a sudden there's another narrative. And it's spinning off from your your decision. You're not yep. being the same consideration. They're telling they're telling the public, well, see, we've got minorities not able to understand what they're doing and saying. Bullshit. Yep. Bullshit. Exactly. You <laughs> exactly. get as thoughtful and as smart as anybody else, but there's oh no. And then they after that, then they say, and see, we have the minority communities worse off than the other communities. They're not worse off. You might be better off. You might be making better decisions. Exactly. The black community is in is not having this many people vaccinated, but having this many people. What if down the road we find out that there were things coming from this vaccine that we never knew? That means that the black community did better, was smarter, and was less disadvantaged right. being thoughtful. It just drives me crazy. Yes, yes. And that shoot, that that leads. I, we could just we could jump in. You want to just jump in right there? Oh, hold on, hold, got- oh, hold on. I, I, have, I have another question. <laughs> 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 okay, so so uh, um uh so th- there are fully vaccinated people who are still catching uh, uh COVID, and um and and just to piggyback off of something you said earlier, we talked about the Delta variant, and um and um how it's more transmissible but less deadly. So how do we know that it's either the vaccine working that's keep that maybe be keeping people out of hospitals or maybe it's just a Delta variant that's just, you can catch it, but it's just not as strong. So how do we know if the vaccine is working or whether or not it's just a Delta variant that is not strong enough to put people in the hospital or really kill people in large numbers? That is a perfect question. That is such a powerful question. Three or four days ago, five things happened on one day. Five things converged. One, Mayo Clinic came out with a study that said that the COVID-19 vaccine appears to only be 42% effective against the Delta variant. Israel came out with data that supported that same notion. The United Kingdom came out with data, that same supposition. And Moderna and Pfizer both acknowledged that's five different players all came out and recognized that the vaccines are not as effective against the Delta variant. 
So then we get to your question. Okay, so it's not as effective. And then we're also told, and we're not having the number of people in the hospital or dying. What can we attribute these things to? We can't. And yet everybody's grabbing onto whatever data piece they want to support their argument. But the, the fact of the matter is, there's one other confounding variable in this equation that we need to bring to light. And that is that a couple of months ago, the CDC made the decision that if, if you're landing in the hospital with COVID or dying from COVID, they'll still test you. But if you're in the outpatient sector and you've got symptoms consistent with COVID, they told us not to even test. Mm. And then they reduced the cycle thresholds from 40, 45 down to 25. So when you do that, we know that a lot of the tests that six months ago would have been positive will now be negative. So how, how are we going to get the same kind of reliable data if midstream we changed the cycle threshold from 45 to 25? I mean, what I'm getting at is this is literally like throwing mud on the wall, seeing what sticks, grab a hold of it and saying to the world, see, I was right. When no, yep. I didn't see at all that you were right. Honestly, yep. I think what we're, 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 one thing we can honestly probably all acknowledge is that there's a certain level of <clears throat> COVID exhaustion going on. And we are to the point where if the CDC or the FDA or the World Health Organization say something, we almost want to change the channel. Yep. That's true. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I've been seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of things on, uh, let's see, uh, Israel. So, so you, you spoke on Israel and I'm seeing a lot of, lot of, uh, statistics. I'm trying to find it right now. Okay. Uh, um, uh, a, the number of severe COVID-19 cases in Israel is up 70% in a week, almost 20 times since July 1st, over 60% of the uh, 450 severe cases, patients in critical condition occur, I mean, critical condition occur in fully vaccinated individuals, according to the official uh, reports by the health ministry. What is going on? And, and, and I think uh, the gateway uh, 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 pundit, if I'm mistaken, I remember um, they posted something that had 12 of the 13 most vaccinated states, countries, are on the do not travel. Like, what is going on? So, so it, so is, because when I read stuff like that, I'm thinking that the vaccine is, is, is causing more, you know, if you just look at it, it seems like the vaccine is causing a lot of these cases. It's like, even at my wife's job, my wife's job, um, she worked in uh, HR. She, she's not vaccinated. She's not vaccinated, but a lot of the people that she worked with are vaccinated. And five of them are out. They're out right now and they're sick. And there was all the five that was vaccinated. And I'm wondering, like, what's going on? Are people even, like, looking at what's going on? Like, how can you not see this? (laughs) So I, I read the article that you're talking about, and there was one other piece in it that was interesting. And that was Israel thought that they were about 80% fully vaccinated. Right. So your number at 60%. And what it was, was more than 60% of the severe cases in Israel were in fully vaccinated people. So the people that are zealots on 
everybody's got to be vaccinated. Nobody gets to think about it. Nobody gets a choice. We're saying, well, it had to be fully vaccinated people because 100% of the population is vaccinated. There's nobody other than fully vaccinated people. So that's right. not said, but that's not true. It's only 80% that are fully vaccinated. So that means there's a 20% chunk of the population in Israel that hasn't been vaccinated. Right. So you would think that it would be that 20% chunk that's really where the hospitalizations are taking place, but it's not. Right. 60% of the hospitalizations are 80%. That tells you that the fully vaccinated patients may not be much protected compared to the unvaccinated, like we were first told. Mm. Israel came out and said they had 61 people in the hospital with COVID. 36 of them were fully vaccinated. 24 of them were not. Okay, if it's 80-20 that have been fully vaccinated, then the numbers should have been different than that. So I think it points to the fact that we don't know. And when we have to your point, when we have the scientists and the researchers grab onto what they want when it comes to data, use it to reinforce their argument, they're just not getting it that you and I aren't buying it. We are right. not buying what they're saying. And I think, as I said before, they're looking at minority communities and treating them like they're not able to handle the data. And that's not true. And what right. that, that means to the two of you is your voice not only will, but has to be increasingly important as we navigate the next six months of this pandemic, because you have to stand up for, you have to stand up for the minority because you not people, these, and many of them are ivory tower privileged people who (laughs) they can get on a doggone yacht and go sail around the world for 365 days rather than live in the trenches like me. And they're telling that we're too stupid to manage the data. I'm not buying it. Bars that I spit is worth more than your chrome. If these shots don't hit your dome, then you really ain't home. You lunching, so we're eating a ham sandwich, munching. Brothers such as myself stay punched in. I don't split subliminals, I come very direct. Like your jobs and deposits, what they do with your check. Respect, put my name on it, put some slaves on it. Build a plantation by the builder's foundation. foundation. But too bad it ain't cotton that we picking. We had to take it back just to fine tune the vision. We all that we got. Never turn your back on me. I'll hold this globe up. I never let it crack on me. Never feed you hype. Always feed you gospel. By your side to the end, very loyal apostle. Our dreams are colossal. Never call minority. Living with the Lord is the peak of seniority. We were born free. That's word to my DNA, y'all on my dog, word to the SPCA, never fear elected officials, we was born official, store it in my tissue.
Thank you for tuning back in to the morning show. Let's argue with Prince Carlton. And we're going to get right back into our interview with Dr. Scott Jensen. Hey, Cedric, I'm going to jump to the, the other, the two right now. Okay. Speaking of, okay, 72% of African-Americans haven't taken the vaccine or 70, it's probably, I think it's more like it was 71, 72% haven't taken the vaccine. And like I was saying, most of us don't want to take it. It's not that we're, <laughs> it's not that we're misled or anything. It's that most of us uh, don't want to take the vaccine because of, and a lot of it is because of trust, because of the the, the, the trust that we had uh, with the government in the past. And um, now people are pushing for vaccine mandates, vaccine passports. Okay, I think essentially this is segregation 2.0. This is segregation 2.0. And I believe that when uh, uh, the vaccine passports are implemented, 72%, the, the large the large bulk of it is African-Americans who aren't getting the vaccine. So we will be the ones left out. I saw a, a meme on, what you call it? Meme, Cedric? Yeah. Meme or meme? Meme. <laughs> yeah, meme. Yeah, I, I saw a meme that says uh, conservative politicians uh, needs to be the spokesperson for African-Americans in this point in time. Because, see, I think because the Democrats definitely aren't doing it. They're, they're the ones pushing for the mandates and the passports. And I feel like when it comes to when it when it becomes time for uh, um, uh, uh, a conservative politician to stand up for black people, I feel like we will migrate to the conservative politician because it, we don't because we don't want to take the vaccines and we're not with vaccine passports. So so um, what do you think that uh, politicians like yourself? Uh, could do to like be the voice because one another thing too. I know this is a long winded, <laughs> long winded uh, question, but I believe um, if a politician, a conservative politician, comes on Fox or comes on CNN or MSNBC, the the um, the mainstream media can always aim take aim at the conservative politician. But if beside the conservative politician. They have two or three African-Americans who say this is segregation. This is racist. This is we're going to be the ones that uh, uh, affect it. I feel like that will go a long way if you have the African-Americans sitting next to the, uh, 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 the, the Republican candidates speaking their behalf, too. So, so what do you think that we can that, that the uh, conservative uh, or, or Republicans uh, can do to like be a voice for uh, African Americans. You cut out there just at the very end. Oh, okay. So uh, I asked, uh, what do you think that conservative or Republicans uh, can do to be a more of a voice for African Americans during this time? Thank you. First off, I'm going to correct you. I just as soon not be called a politician. I'm a family doctor. I don't right. like politics. I don't like politics, but I do like solving problems. And right. so I'm running to be a politician. I am running to solve problems. And as a candidate, what I need to do is somehow I have to be there to elevate your voice. And what right. I heard you say, you, 
embedded within your question were two or three questions. Here's one of them. Why does a white politician have the audacity to tell you that the reason you're declining the vaccine is because you can't handle the material? Second question in there is, isn't this the absolute obnoxious display of arrogance for someone to tell you who has been studying the information, speaking for your race and saying, it's a core conviction of mine. I don't want to take it. Isn't isn't it an arrogance of unimaginable proportions that they would tell you, oh, don't worry. It's not because Cedric and Prince are making a bad decision. They just can't understand it. That's that's totally wrong. And then and then right. the next I think that comes out of that is aren't we really creating segregation on steroids? If yes. we say that the 75% of blacks that have in accordance with their core convictions declined. They declined one based on the science. Two, this is not Ebola. This is not polio. Mm-hmm. This is a respiratory virus. You right. looked What's so likely this is going to have an impact on you if you get COVID-19? You weighed the risks. You made the choice. You went through the process that we all allow one another to do. But for some reason or another, you're not being allowed to do that. So we say 75% of blacks, you don't get to go on an airplane. You don't get to keep your job. You don't get to do this. But to the whites, we say, oh, we're only going to take 10 or 20% of you out of commission. Right, exactly. Segregation on steroids. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So, so, but, but because of the vac- uh, vaccine hesitancy, um, and uh, many Americans, especially black, um, who are haven't been vaccinated, um, what are some alternatives to keeping a strong immune system? Uh, um, because anytime Dr. Fauci comes on, and a lot of these doctors come on TV, they only talk about the the vaccine. And I just know when I when I go to my doctor and something is offered and I say, oh, well, I don't feel comfortable taking that. There's always an alternative, you know, that, that, that might be something that I might be into. But I never hear these doctors on TV talking about any type of alternative <clears throat> rather than the vaccine. So, so what are some other alternatives that maybe people can feel like they're actually doing something that they're they actually can, uh, feel like they're they're going to be protected rather than just taking a vaccine? Thank you for that question. In the the realm of medications, I would look at four over-the-counter meds, vitamin C, vitamin D, and zinc. I found a a generic vitamins or or those compounds in a a pharmacy, and and it had 50 milligrams of zinc and had vitamin C and D. And I found that when I took it every day, I got diarrhea. So I just went every other so I take I take one on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then I also think that quercetin, Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N. That's quercetin, Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N. Quercetin is a, a, a flavonoid which comes from uh, plants. And it has, it seems to have some properties that might be similar to the raw chloroquine, hydroxychloroquine kind of things. So I think those are things we can, so that would be one thing. And I tell my patients that all the time. The second thing is, this may sound a little funky, but I honestly think people stay healthier 
if they're at peace, if they're, you know, take some oh, time, definitely. put it in perspective. If we're riled up all day long, we're better off taking a chill pill. And then the third is I do think walking or exercising, uh, if, if a person's overweight, trying to lose that five pounds, if you're a hundred pounds overweight, you don't have to lose a hundred pounds, lose five right. pounds. And I mean, I've had so many patients where they'll lose five pounds and they'll come in and they'll say, holy cow, my knees are a lot better. So I think sometimes physicians are, we're terrible salespeople. We should sell to our patients the potential value of losing five pounds. And once the patients received that benefit and experienced that victory, they're going to be more likely to go lose the next five. But honestly, I think, I think physicians are, we're, we're dumber than rocks sometimes when yeah. it comes to with real people we're good at biology and chemistry and we have this arrogance that keeps us from really helping people and that's why i think people are starting to protest the way healthcare is being done in america they're saying you know what i've had enough of your arrogance that you're the person who knows we've had patients being dismissed from clinics simply because the patient did not choose to take the vaccine right. can you imagine the, the hippocratic oath the healer and the doctor saying, get the heck out of my office. If you're not going to take the vaccine like I told you, I don't want you in my life. Wow. That's a really compassionate doctor. Right, oh, right. Oh, oh, just, would you, would you, uh, uh, what about uh, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin? Could you use I, those? I, yes, I use it. I mean, with hydroxychloroquine, that's, been, that's a medicine that's been on the World Health for a long time, right. More than half a century. My wife was on it for 15 years for her uh, form of arthritis, which is, a, if you will, a, a kind of rheumatoid arthritis. So yeah. in terms of it being problematic, almost all the side effects that we see with hydroxychloroquine that really happen occur on a chronic basis. And even there, it's a safe drug. But yeah. generally with hydroxychloroquine, if we're going to treat someone early on in the disease, we're looking at five to seven days and we're done. I've had some patients that want to be on prophylactic hydroxychloroquine. And there's studies out there that if you're on a, on a Monday morning, you take a 200 milligram tablet and Monday evening, you take a 200 milligram tablet. You just do that on Mondays. And that's a reasonable prophylaxis. And I've had very good success with that. Ivermectin, Dang. I don't, I use some ivermectin. I, I frankly use more hydroxychloroquine just because I have a, a greater level of experience over 40 years. But Dang. my wife, my wife's a veterinarian, and she, um, I mean, ivermectin is an antiparasitic drug. We use it to kill worms. Right. But it has other properties that seems to help it work against um, coronaviruses and other viruses as well. We've known this for years. So right. I, ivermectin, but generally with ivermectin, I've used six milligrams twice a day for five days, sometimes just for three days. Uh, and I haven't been as inclined to use it as a prophylactic measure. I've used it more in the early stages of disease. Right. Honestly, we have to remember in the early stages of that wild virus pandemic, 40% of the people that got it didn't even know they had it. Another 40% had such a mild disease that like me, they thought it was something else. I thought my ragweed allergies were kicking up when I got it about <clears throat> year, in late August. I, I had about five days of, I was a little more tired than usual, a little bit of a cough sneezing, runny nose. And I didn't know I had it until I ran into someone a month later and they mentioned that they had had it and we'd been together. And I said, gee whiz, I wonder right. if those 
I had. So then I checked my antibodies and they're positive. I checked my antibodies again, they're positive. I went to the blood bank. They checked the whole battery. They said, yep, you've had it. Please donate your plasma. So I was donating plasma, a quarter of it, a couple of weeks in a row and stuff like that. So I think that, you know, frankly, we have to remember that the great majority of people that get COVID-19 are going to sail through it like it was right. maybe a bad flu with that. Right. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I had it. I had it too. I had it also. I had it. I thought it was just I thought it was just a a, a, a regular cold. I thought it was just a regular cold at first and, until I went to my second week of like having a cold. Then I'm like, OK, this is going on too long. And then like I was seasoning my food and I was realizing like when I ate my food, I'm like, I'm like, did I even season this? Why, why can't I taste what I, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I can't taste my food. And then my wife is like, yeah, that, that's one of the uh, 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 symptoms of, uh, of COVID. And then and then I'm like, she's like, can you smell? And I'm just like, uh, pass me the food. And I'm just like, I'm like, I can't smell either. I can't like taste or smell. But uh, but it was I think like a few days after that it would just it just went away, it went away, and I was. Uh, when you say that, the medical terms for loss of taste is aduria, and the loss of smell is anosmia. But right. those two things, losing taste and losing smell, they really are quite common with COVID. And the fact of the matter, there, many people get both. Now I've had stroke patients where they'll get loss of smell. Or right. they'll get taste. But smell and taste are controlled by two different cranial nerves. So this really is sort of a weird thing with the COVID that, I mean, it isn't just hitting this cranial nerve or this cranial nerve. It's hitting them both. And right. as to how it disturbs our taste and smell hasn't clearly been elucidated. But it, it really is when someone tells me, yeah, I had a low-grade fever and a little bit of cough. By the way, I can't taste or smell. I said, as far as I'm concerned, you don't even have to be tested. <laughs> right exactly exactly that, exactly i didn't get that I just, I, I just knew right then and there i was like okay yep that's what that's what i have but um okay we, i have another question for you okay what rights do employees have who don't want to get vaccinated or wear a mask do they have any well what, what would you what would you say that they should do if they don't want to take the vaccine and they don't want to wear a mask do they have any type of rights that's a hard question. I feel I feel like our world has turned upside down. To me, they absolutely have the rights to say no to both. But I'm a constitutionalist. I, I believe that at the end of the day and at the beginning of the day and in the middle of the day, our Constitution has to be the thing that informs our rights. These rights are not from a judge or from a governor that chooses to use this emergency power or that emergency power. These rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, these are unalienable rights endowed by our creator. And somehow we have let governors and other elected officials abuse and take away our constitutional rights. And so here we sit with people having to face this incredible moral dilemma of, do I give up my job, which pays the bill for my family? And in do so, doing so, I violate my core convictions and I acknowledge that the Constitution, what I thought it was, this is wrong. Yeah. There should be lost 
sprinkling up everywhere. We're literally at the point. We have to be disobedience. I wish yes. Martin Luther King Jr. were alive today to help us walk this journey. Because Absolutely. we're doing so we are doing this so poorly. We Dwight Eisenhower said in 1961 when he left it's interesting that it was just a few years later that Martin Luther King was able to effect a civil rights change, which was long in the making. But just a few yeah. years before that, there's Dwight Eisenhower saying to our nation in his farewell address, there may come a day when our public policy is captured by a, an elite, technological elite and scientific mm. elite. Well, a technological elite, I think, would be Facebook and TikTok and Twitter and people who yep. control what we get to see and what we get to think about and what we get to learn about. And the medical elite, I think you're looking at big pharma and you're looking at Tony Fauci and you're looking at these people that are not in the trenches and you're looking at these people that are saying, sad prince, sorry, you don't get to make a decision here because you're not up to the task. This is what's happening. And to those folks who have, have to face that impossible choice, I don't know what to say. Right. I don't. Yeah. I'm waking up very early to things that I wrote Been quoting scriptures from early Reading some things that I quote Been putting prayers together Simply just pleading for hope But it's hard to be straight and narrow When you feeding them dope But it was right outside my door And my fridge was on empty And I was fighting for a while But it's the devil that tipped me And I was standing on my own Now my knees so weak Now I'm not sure if my funds Gonna see the end of the week Trying to hold on to my lady But but lately we ain't been speaking Some dirt inside my soul I know it needs deleting And when I look in the mirror A face I don't recognize I don't look familiar And it's my life that I analyze Whole lot of self-pity Self-blame for the path I chose Room for pain So I refrain from this rocky road This rolly road that I wear I gotta take it off Emperor's new clothes Gotta shake the devil off The holy man The righteous man the patient man, where the faithful man, where the holy man, where the righteous man, where Me and my homies out here trying to be Christ like the holy man, where the righteous man, where the patient man, where the faithful man, where the holy man, where the righteous man, where me and my homies out here trying to be Christ. My cousin's buying some smoke, his brother's next door at the pub. I'm about to block and a half away at this gentleman's club. I put myself in this spot, Lord, is it too late for a prayer? Being a man in this world today is just simply unfair. Some people say that I'm weak, they telling me like I don't know. I'm well aware cause these strippers backstage right now with my dough. I fight this urge every night, cannot be weak now and again. But what if Jesus came back right now catching me? 
in my sin I'm dead wrong and I know it Flesh just be talking too loud Hang my head kinda low Lord let me get lost in this crowd So I can slip out unnoticed The devil's weapon is guilt The high and mighty can't keep their balance They walking on stilts They point the finger and talk about how I misrepresent And in this instance it's true But there's still time left to repent Don't wanna be a walking dead corpse Trying to look lifelike Turn from sinning back to God The way to live Christ is like The holy Christ. man, where that? The righteous man, where that? The patient man, where that? The faithful man, where that? The holy man, where that? The righteous man, where that? Me and my homies out here trying to be Christ Like the holy man, where that? The righteous man, where that? The patient man, where that? The faithful man, where that? The holy man, where that? The righteous man, where that? Me and my homies out here trying to be Christ-like Listeners, this is Seth Linus from the Let's Argue with Prince Carlton Morning Show. I just want to thank you for listening and supporting our podcast. If you want to support more, you can head over to anchor.fm backslash let's argue now backslash support and you can give us a monthly contribution of 99 cent, 4.99, or 9.99. Your support will go towards more consistent content and informative interviews in the future. Thank you. Uh, also, a, a big topic is uh, is schools. A lot of parents uh, don't want their uh, uh, their children wearing masks uh, in school this fall. So, um, what what can you say to them as well? Uh, do they fall kind of in the same boat where they have the right, but it's just going to be a tough decision? Yes, they do. But in that situation, I would encourage parents to try to form a, a small cooperative, even if it's just two or three families or five or six. And I try to pull your kids and I would try to find out how you can do it in such a way that the school district doesn't get the funding uh, that would normally come with that child. If that child uh, was in their school district, we've got to start playing hardball. I'm a big believer in school choice. You know, it doesn't matter if I'm going to North Minneapolis and talking to a set of black parents who want their kids to get the best education or to a couple of white parents in Shaska, Minnesota. We all want the same thing. We do not want our kids stuck in a dead-end school district. We want our kids safe. We want them to be able to dream dreams. We want them to get a foundational education whereby they can they can read, they can write, they can We want all that. We want the same things. There's no division here between you and me. The division right. comes when we let the politicians politicize the issue. But the fact of the matter is, I think our kids' education genuinely is compromised when they are right. wear masks. 
And I think that if you actually look at how much high quality teaching takes place in an environment that's more focused on indoctrination and compliance in wearing masks, I think you can do the same amount in a couple hours in a home if that's where you're going to do education. Now, we've got thousands and thousands of good teachers out there who in a seven hour day can give an an incredible amount of knowledge and information uh, to kids and they can teach for six, seven hours and get a lot of information. But quite frankly, those people are being hamstrung as well and they're not happy about it. I have teachers reach out to me every day. They're as frustrated as you and I are. Right. <clears throat> Absolutely. Oh, okay. It it it, 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 seems, it seems like uh, Tim Waltz is, is a little bit afraid of uh, <laughs> the money you raised and and your engagement on uh, on social media. Uh, I saw I saw what he uh, sent to his uh, supporters about that. I, I want to know how would how, how could you tell people uh, what would be different. In Minnesota, if you uh, uh, are uh, the governor, if you're the governor, what, what would, what's different with uh, with lockdowns or vaccine mandates or stuff like that? What would look different if you become governor? Well, first off, I would I would want to reach out to Governor Walz and say, please don't pray to me. Just right. let's let's commit to having a robust campaign from now until November of 22. Let's have debates. Let's him and I, and if there's other candidates, let's let's get on stage and talk about this stuff. Let's have the two of you be moderators. Let's, yeah. let's, let's do the right thing for Minnesota. And the right thing for Minnesota is something that our campaign is committed to. And, and this is what's going to make, if people say, well, what would be different? I'll say it this way. Our campaign is going to be so transparent. It is going to yeah. be so transparent because I am not a career politician. And I'm not, if I get elected, I'm not going to start worrying on day one about the next election. I could collapse. I'm going to, if I win in November, there's no victory there for the voters. All, all that happened is I was invited to roll up my sleeves and get to work and solve the problems. So we will be trying. The other thing will be different is you'll see more respect. I'm not going to bullshit you. Darn it. I'm not going to call you a cow and I'm not going to call you a 19 year old cork. We need to hear all the voices of Minnesotans. I think I'm going to be a unique candidate. I'm not political. Sometimes people say I'm dumber than a rock because I don't realize how the world of politics works. I don't care. Mm. Last night, right. I came out with a tough video that I hated to have to do. But I called for Jennifer Carnahan to resign her post as chair of the MinGOP. Not because it was politically savvy or politically smart, but I think it was the right thing. I think... Minnesota can't afford to be distracted. We need to, over the next 15 months, recognize that we are at a crossroads and that we've right. got in Scott Jensen, who's a family doc in the trenches, who's willing to step away from his practice and say to Governor Walsh, bring it on. Let's have the conversation. That's why I did that video. Was it smart politically? No, I'll, I'll probably have hell to pay for the next month. But right. I, I appreciate the work Jennifer's done. But I think sometimes when you're leading, one of the hardest things to do is to determine when you should stop leading. And I think that's sort of what I was saying to to Jennifer. Now, the other thing you're going to see is you're going to see me speak for all Minnesotans, the unborn, the people who live in the shadows of life, the people at the end of life, uh, the people who are faced with these impossible challenges of, do I give up my job? 
so that I can stick to my core convictions. And the other thing, we're going to trailblaze issues. We're going to we're going to be on podcast, radio, TV. We're going to be doing stuff with the two of you where you never tell me what questions you're going to ask me in advance. We just right. have a conversation. If, if you catch me off guard, good for you. Have at it. Go at me. Right. <laughs> when you catch me off guard, that's when you get to f- see the real person. It's when it's when someone didn't get a chance to prepare that you find out right. art. Where's their soul? That's going to be different. But the last thing that's really going to be different is I have no problem trusting Minnesotans. I trust my patients. If I tell them, gee whiz, this is what you got. This is what I think we should do. And they say, no, thanks, doc. That doesn't fit with what I want to do. I don't bully them. I don't tell them, gee whiz, it's too bad you're not as smart as I am. But you can really make the right decision. I just say, okay, well, you know, I'm here. You know what I'm saying. When I tell people, you know, tobacco is not good for your health. They go, yeah, 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 doc. I've heard the lecture. And I say, okay, well, then I'm not giving the lecture again. But I just want to say one thing. If you get to a point where you want to try giving up tobacco, don't come in and waste your time. Don't come in and spend your way, your money. Just call me on the phone and we'll do whatever needs to be done over the phone so it's as easy as possible for you. Right. I have tell me over and over again, doc, that open invitation without bullying me, a month or two or three later was what prompted me to call you on the phone. You were as good as gold. You called it in and I, I quit smoking. That's right. my negotiation. That's my sales pitch. Because if someone told me to quit drinking Blue Moon and I had to quit drinking it completely, I'd say, go to heck. Right. Say, you may be drinking too many. Could you cut down from three a night down to two? I'd say, I don't know if I can. Well, Doc, if you ever need any help or patient, if you ever, you know, just give me a call. That's the sales pitch that yep. I'll risk. Right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we we want to thank you very much for coming on again. Uh, it, 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 it's a, it's amazing. It's amazing uh, the work that you're doing, and, and it's. I, I tell people all the time. I say, Doctor Scott Jensen, like he he doesn't act like the the regular politician type guy like like you can see you can see and just hear him that that he's that he's honest in what he's saying you know and, and we appreciate you for coming on again yeah and just, and just like uh and just like you said uh dr scott jensen had no idea what questions we were going to ask him today so, so <laughs> right so this is this is just a real genuine conversation we really appreciate it well, thank you. And I think we're still trying to get connected, aren't we, at the state fair? Yeah. Yes. 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 We're going to get connected at the state fair, and I also um, I uh, email I email Rita also about Perfect. something that I did. I'm trying to set up also. Well, and if you come talk to viewers or listeners are at the state fair, it would be my privilege to have them swing by and say, "Hey." I heard you having a conversation with Cedric and Prince. I appreciate it. But I'd like you guys to talk about this or that. Stop by and tell us tell us what you're interested in because you should be driving this conversation. This is not a right. conversation that should be driven by Tony Fauci or Tim Walls or Scott Jensen. This should be driven by everyday Americans because everyday Americans are the ones that defend our rights to be liberated and to have the liberties we have. Absolutely. 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 Thank you again. We appreciate it very much. Thank Have you. a good night. All right. Uh, you too.